So one of the fundamental references for meditation is samadhi. This is a development out of sati. Sati is the ability, a kind of uh, a preliminary form of concentration. It's the ability to, to bring, to bear something in mind. You know, so you're actually able to, instead of the mind, all kinds of things scattering through attention, you just sustain attention upon one, around one particular theme, such as breathing or walking or mind itself. You know, so it's the, you might say, the space through which phenomena come tumbling and rolling. You know. So you're just sustaining, bearing that in mind, just bear, bearing that space in mind. This is a bit subtle often for beginners. So we begin with mindfulness based on body, which means bearing the sensations, the textures, the feeling of having a body, just bearing that in mind, sustaining that focus. And through that, you sati, then mindfulness. Um, sometimes it's related to recollecting or continually recalling. So it's a process we have to keep, you know, gently bringing it back, recalling it, calling it back to mind, because the mind runs off, you know. And so this uh, process then (coughs) of of sati means there's something called vitaka, which means to bring to mind. You have to bring something to mind, like how do you know you have a body? Mm. So often this is done with with, uh, thoughts. You just think, do I have a body? How do I know I have a body? What's happening in my calves, or my shins, or my thighs, or my knees? You know, what's happening in my back, lower back, middle back, upper back? So it's just that continual bringing something to mind. Yeah, like you lost your car keys, and you think, did I leave it in the in the kitchen? Did I put it in the drawer? Did I leave it by my bed in my coat? Where did I put them? So you just get bump, bump, bump like that. And then obviously this is something you do in a certain measured way as is appropriate because too much of it is just agitating. So it's just to keep priming attention on something like that. And you, then as that develops you need less and less of that kind of input because you actually are staying steady with that. And when when that becomes the case you have something called samadhi which means your mind actually is firm and settled on what you're bearing in mind. So uh, um, this is not by any means just a uh, process of slogging away blindly because you always have something else called uh, sampajanya which means full awareness or alertness or um, it means you, you something that surveys what's going on like is this working is it not working what's my general mood is it too forceful um, is it um, what's happening you know so so I get a way of tempering adjusting the process of bringing something to mind and what's suitable to bring to mind Mm. and for this you're always evaluating the results vichara to keep pondering keep mm, how is that and you can get automatic you see with meditation anything you do repeatedly you can just be going through the motions but not really taking it in yeah so evaluation is, do you, do you, you know, what does it really feel like? You know, hot, pressed, tight, soft, loose, flowing, 
airy, breathy, fiery, um, vague, fuzzy, tight, big, small. It's really, you know, so that's a kind of like again a questioning, the process of bringing to mind and evaluating, both necessary to for the mind to bed in to what you're meditating on. So this is what makes the or brings the mind into uh, greatness because you exercise it. Mm. Great mind, great heart, it's really the same word, mahachitta. Chitta to recognize is use heart more often probably because um, it's more holistic sense, whereas what we normally think as mind is perhaps brain activity, which is very much about particular things you think, objects, thoughts, memories. You know, this is much more holistic. In other words, the whole feel of something. So it's more a whole, a wholeheartedness. Mm. It's a training because perhaps a lot of the time we're, we are operating much more through, we might loosely talk about it, brain consciousness, um, where it's, you know, time, place, day, this, hour, minute, this, that, this, that, this, that, and just focusing on one particular piece at a time, it's often quite busy. Whereas the heart consciousness, you more get the whole sense of something, you know, like how in general am I when I sit here? How do I know I have a body? Not a particular point, but just the whole sense. Uh, firmness, warmth, pressure, movement, vibration, very elemental um, experiences. And then how's it moving? How's it flowing? Is, and then are you happy with that? Are you comfortable with that? Can you make it more comfortable? Because your aim here is to, to rest and and gladden mm. so how do you make it more comfortable less strain more spacious mm. so it's a, I mean, it's a whole sense you see whereas your brain you tend to cut off the person or the subject from what you're looking at so that's the consciousness of technology and science and information whereas you just that's the thing there, and what you're feeling about it doesn't count, doesn't even occur. Mm. Yeah. So when you try to meditate like that, it's the word concentration is the kind of concentration that happens through the brain, which generally involves tightening yourself up. It means to cut off even more of what you're feeling so you can get a clearer sense of that particular thing, you know, so you're concentrating on a crossword puzzle or a, um, you know, a task you have to do, then you put aside the, the, your subject and just focus clear, you know, as fully on you as you can on the object, which means there's a t tightening up has to occur around that. You, know, you have to absent yourself. It's called being objective. It means actually more like, um, dissection <laughs> or amputation yeah. and that's the mode 
through which a lot of our functioning occurs. Do the thing. You talk about heart, then this doesn't mean it's just uh, an emotion, although there are effective emotional senses in that. It's the whole wider sense of how that feels, how it seems, how you are with that, whether you're pressured, whether you're half-hearted, whether you're your energy is because so, it's samadhi is the unification experience of bringing bringing everything together so you have to you know widen to bring everything together bring all of yourself into it put your heart into it bring everything into that mm. and uh, early t- early days this isn't e- this is just not possible mm. Because uh, you know, it's not unlikely to happen, really, uh, unless there is. So, yeah, yeah, what has to go along with that is the quality of a kind of healing and uh, calming and a gentling and a patience and the ability to just keep uh, widening and breathing in and breathing out, and really not getting anywhere at all. Mm. Yeah really not getting anywhere at all so you put very firmly put that idea aside of getting anywhere or concluding or becoming good at this or attaining anything or you know <laughs> and it will put definitely put that aside because the this sense of arrival happens by itself you're sitting on a train you know there's no point fretting about when you get into the station, how long it's going to take. You'll get there when it gets there. You know, so you just trust the process of bringing to mind, bearing to mind, feeling into how you are with that, making yourself more comfortable with that. So there's a sense of being able to keep it going. Mm-hmm. In time, train, keep it going, it gets there. Get somewhere. And you learn a lot. You learn a lot about how you re- how relating to yourself. You learn a lot about uh, a sort of calmness that comes from just the sort of patience of planting potatoes, seeds, and letting them grow. Mm-hmm. Just that plump, plump, plump. Mm-hmm. Some won't grow, some will. So you plant a lot. It's that kind of earthiness to it. Mm. Probably a good idea to put the uh, the word concentration to one side as well. As I said, for most uh, most ways we use that word, it involves tightening your head up, and uh, you know, so you sort of screw your head up a bit to tighten up. That doesn't lead to you know what that leads to is just pressure and uh stress if you notice um, you know certainly some people you can do this but you do this at the cost of cutting off amputating uh, a huge amount of um, vitality and huge amount of evaluation a huge amount of awareness Mm -hmm. so put aside that and instead, we talk about just 
the firming up that occurs through pragmatic patience and calm bearing in mind bringing to mind feeling it out doing it again keeping it something that you can manage feeling of your body the, the, the sense of walking up and down one out breath one long out breath and seeing if you can get it to be slower and longer you know, in a comfortable way mm. so this means probably relaxing your shoulders your upper chest coming down into the to the abdomen feels as if you're just letting air out of a tire you know just, just hissing out and when it gets completely flat then waiting so one way in which you cultivate calm and collectedness is around this ability to to wait yeah. Waiting is like hovering. You know, just like a, a bird hovering or a bird of prey hover, hovering. And this ability to hang there, wait for the th wait for the little rabbit to come out. You know, wait for the next breath. Waiting and purifying waiting so it's not waiting as waiting for the kettle to boil which is impatient hurry up waiting it's not waiting as in waiting at the red traffic lights because that's kind of when's this thing to get going waiting no it's not that kind of waiting it's not waiting as in waiting for the results of an exam like anxious waiting it's waiting as in, they have a saying in Laos, listening to the rice grow, that kind of waiting. <laughs> listening to the rice grow, just sitting there, mm. that kind of waiting. <laughs> it's waiting which has a certain sense of restfulness and, and uh, happiness to it. Mm. Just waiting, listening to the rice grow. Now you can only only do that kind of waiting with a holistic sense. In other words, if you're waiting for the thing to happen, then you're just focusing purely on, you know, when's this thing going to get going? When's it going to go? When's it going to happen? That's that's not holistic. Waiting means you bring into that the sense of of um, the occasion we're in, the feeling of a place where there's no pressure, a place of of uh, trust, place of rest, place of ease, place of generosity. Mm. So really finding your place, finding the place knowing that it's your place and you can sit there 
wait, listen to the rice grow. Because it's your place. You don't have to rush around, you know, doing it. A holistic sense where you're, you're bearing in mind or you're also with the whole spirit of faith and trust. A lot uh, is made out of effort and mindfulness and, con- and samadhi or concentration in practice. But often even the word mindfulness, which is just an English rendition of sati, you know, it's, it's sometimes you know, people think of it as attention or bare attention or pure attention or but actually it's not. Attention is is one thing. Manasikara it's called. It's it's just the you know, it's a f- it's a kind of function occurring all the time, attention, scattered attention on this, attention on that. Mindfulness is different from attention. Uh, mindfulness, or the proximate, well, the causes or the conditions around which mindfulness arise, um, two very important functions or conditions that support the arising of mindfulness are um, conscience and concern or self-respect and respect for others. That's not a matter of attention, that's a matter of of entering the heart. Yeah. It's actually where where mindfulness arises is in that quality we call it heart which can sense value in oneself, value in others. Mm. Conscience for oneself, like um you wouldn't want to do something that you'd f- feel regret for and you appreciate goodness in your own heart, that sense, yeah, that's called hiri or conscience or self-respect. And it's a, it's a feeling sense, isn't it? You're not, um, it's not self-respect in terms of praising yourself because you as a person, you know, like you did that you have some particular skill, but but really touching into the fundamental quality of being human. Humans can choose between skillful and unskillful. And humans human system feels very different when it's skillful. It feels restful, it feels happy, it feels expansive, it feels bright. When it's unskillful, it feels tight, pressurized, pushy, hard, sharp, abrasive. It's different, you know, malice, greed, uh, agitation. You know, these are not states that you really want to be in. They feel unpleasant, whereas generosity, kindness, and so forth, Patience. These are beautiful states. You know, for everyone. 
their nature in the human mind is beautiful. You can sense it in others, people light up with it, people feel uh, their lives become valuable with that, their lives become rich with that, they're able to withstand the ups and downs of fortune through that. This is the skillful. This is not a matter of a detail, but a matter of, a, of an atmosphere, a matter of an environment, a matter of a, having a, a place, you know, the right place. So mindfulness is always based upon the skillful. Attention isn't. Attention could be skillful or unskillful, but mindfulness is always based upon the skillful. The skillful is a heart sense. You, know. you feel it, you know it, you sense it. You don't really have to add it up, figure it out. It's immediate settling into what you know is good. And the less that you have think about it, the less you judge it, the more likely it's going to be accurate because your thinking mind, human, you're not just yours, but everybody's thinking mind can do all kinds of interesting numbers around uh, getting its own way. And well, you know, so have an idea about what's skillful, we get righteous. Mm. Or we have an idea of what we think other people need, and we get righteous. Yeah. So the less idea you have, and the more feeling you have, even though it's not necessarily that specifically clear, the general basis is suitable for, that's where you want to be, to witness your body from, to be with your breathing from, a place where you feel rested in your goodness. Mm. And it doesn't, the beauty of this is that it, this same quality can um, sense and respect and value the goodness in others. So you don't get something that really cuts you off from others. You get something that takes you to the basis of goodness in human beings. So then it's much more holistic. Mm. So just notice when you're, as you're meditating, when you get uh, irritated with yourself, is that skillful? When you get um, demanding yourself, is that skillful? When you get uh, worried and fed up, is that skillful? Um, you know? Or isn't it better just to breathe out? You try to find the right place in yourself to practice from. Before we get too much into any particular object at all. Mm. So notionally just beginning with the sense of the body as a as a basis to keep coming back to. And then can I be with this my mind in a skillful settling, resting into healing, clarifying, steadying kind of way skillful, developing the skillful. So this is this is mindfulness.
Then we look at particular skillful means. So this is, you know, you develop skillful means, which means these are not absolute truths or absolute techniques that everybody has to do, but they're suggestions of things you can work with to see their effects, see if they, which one's going to work at this time or that time. Mm. Yeah. So one effect, is one system is just following breathing, breathing out, slowing it down, waiting on the out-breath, letting the in-breath come into the nostrils, just slowing it down, slowing it down. Yeah. This has got a, uh, a steadying effect, kind of a steadying effect. Yeah. And remember, with breathing, it's a whole body thing. So you're just noticing you know, um, how your shoulders are, how your chest is when you breathe. See if you can make those really soft and relaxed. Center your breathing down in the abdomen. And this this area is the place where you the, the strong basis is there. And the support is there. So you want to get down there. And really lighten up everything above that. Open your throat. Let your breathing be something rather like sighing, you know. Open your head, your eye, your around your eyes, the temples, the forehead. So you just really let this upper area be loose and open and strengthen, let your strength descend into the abdomen. It's rather like blowing off the froth, <laughs> blowing out the cobwebs from this rather tangled and tightened up area in the body. Another sk skillful means is to widen widen your awareness so um, <coughs> which means sensing the whole body and even sensing the how your body sits in the space around the if your body can can uh, swell into the space around you so if it feels unconstricted and even sensing as if you have um, like whiskers, you know, coming out of your skin. It's what's really right around you. And this has a, a very good effect, can have a very good effect in terms of um, not tightening up. You know. And it's rather like uh, when a, when a tightrope walker who needs to be pretty concentrated in what they're doing, you know, so their feet are on that fine line, they always carry, if you notice, they carry this long pole in their hands. It's like a very long stick. And they use that stick to keep the balance. So what we notice is they're walking a very fine line. We don't notice the fact that they're carrying a very long stick that extends out several feet either side of them. I think this is a very nice way of considering the process of gathering and concentrating, you've got that one, you've got a certain inner channel, you know, which is your, maybe your breathing, you know, which you're moving along, and yet you keep the width. And it's something about that that enables you to sustain balance. And from the balance, 
You know, that's, that's, I would suggest, the more useful term. Firm, clear, slow, careful balance, rather than concentration. Just what words do. hmm? So imagining when when you're sitting or when you're walking, having an awareness that extends all around you. It doesn't mean you're noticing particular things, or seeing anything, or listening to anything in particular. It's more like your body, body sense, extending. Hmm? Widening your body sense as if you've got whiskers coming out your skin like a cat. Widening. Because um, it seems to me that a lot of our daily life just pushes us into quite a tight space. Stuff is coming at you. You know, so you're getting kind of continually blocked, parrying. It's like playing tennis with somebody with six arms. You know, so there's six balls coming over the net, you know, and you just rush around. And, go, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> and there's a tightness because this stuff is always coming at you. You know, you never really have a time to move of your own free will because you just got to be dealing with the next thing that's coming at you. And this has got a tightening effect. And uh, generally what occurs uh, for most people, this level of nearly getting overwhelmed, is you tighten up and speed up to try to um, resist the effects of all these impressions and to cope with it as quickly as possible. Well, this is actually, this kind of bodily sense is very counteractive to meditation and counteractive to happy life actually. And here, there isn't really a lot peppering you with stuff. You're not playing tennis, you're not multitasking. We've made a deliberate resolution to to just keep it simple, to undo a lot of the doing. Then you can sense more fully what's the space right in front of my chest? What's the space between my ribs and my arms, a lot of my arms kind of unconsciously pressed in, you know, can the body be wide, can you widen your head, so your head isn't like a cork in a bottle, Hmm? so when we widen, it can be a, a certain softness, softening effect, things don't feel so sharp, sometimes you feel quite fuzzy and and not very clear, sleepy even. Um, It's rather like coming out of a high-pressure situation into a very wide space. Sometimes it leaves you feeling unbalanced because you're used to being tighter and faster. So then deep breathing slowly, holding the breath on the out-breath, retaining the breath, waiting, keeping your eyes open, you know, getting the whole sense of balance. So, this will definitely make your mind uh, greater in terms of its expanse, its felt sense is wider, it's also 
deeper, it's more grounded, and you want to have both depth and span. And span does not mean that the mind is running out to every everything else in the universe. It means your bodily sense is expanded, not not your mental preoccupations, your bodily sense. So that's not that's not a recipe for distraction. It doesn't mean looking, hearing, thinking. It means bodily sensing. So that that very much affects the energy of your body. It calms, it balances, it steadies. And that's what we're looking for. And that's a holistic thing. Energy is not a particular one point that's happening in your nose or your diaphragm, your solar plexus or something. It's a whole thing. Uh, But when when you sense that, steady, calm energy, something in you rests and relaxes. And then you can receive particular passing phenomena within that sphere, within that experience. The momentary phenomena can be sensed within that experience. But it's the whole thing, to get the whole thing first of all. It's like you, you create the nest for the bird to sit in. You know, for the bird to come and sit in, you create the room, set up the room for the guest to arrive. You, know, you set up the room, you set up the right place, the guests will come, the good guest will come. You know, it's, and the guest, in fact, is your own great heart, which unfortunately hasn't found a very good lodging place. <laughs> Because it's been too tight in there, too too hurried in there, too busy in there to find a place for it to rest. So he doesn't, you know. So you lose touch with it. You lose yourself. Um, yeah. Not because of something innately wrong. It's just that we've we've closed the door. Uh, partly partly because life is often overwhelming. Pushing, speeding, we, we we lose ourselves in that in that tennis match that you can never win. Mm. Here's a chance to come home, prepare the room, find the space, let the guest settle. Find the guest is really the host. great heart. And if we could remember, and it's a little exercise sometimes, it's an exercise that, you know, again, you might play with who you are apart from your job, apart from the current scenario, apart from um, your preoccupations, who you are, apart from the people you're with, apart from the things you've got to do, who you are, apart from all that. Not to deny that, but just to to find the centre, something that's more intrinsically your own. Something apart from your name, 
apart from your number, apart from your age, apart from all of these bits and pieces that really are changing and passing and planted on top, something more innate. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like we're coming to some kind of ultimate self, but actually the beauty of it is, is that one, you know, isn't my personality. In fact, we're coming into a common source of great heart. This is the great heart that the Arahant said when they were asked, we are separate in body, but we are not separate in mind. This is the mind that's not separate. Mm. So it's a unifying place. So let's have some time to explore some of these themes. Why don't we start with uh, some standing meditation? See, I'm going to have to develop a relationship with this thing. (laughs) 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 So, this is uh, one way in which you can bring to mind just some, you might say, the dimensions of both the inner, you know, up down rooted depth aspect and also the the breadth the what's around me aspect of bodily awareness and we all have both of these in our bodies otherwise we'd be real mess by now so the the up down sense you know your balance you know your sense of connection to the ground and you uh and really connecting to the ground so to do this, you want to let the weight come down into your feet. I mean, softening your knees so that you aren't holding yourself in your knees. Softening around the abdomen and the buttocks so you're not holding yourself either in the back, in the backside, or in the in the belly. You know, so re- and then, you know, because you want to really let all the weight come down and not be held anywhere else. Softening, relaxing in the shoulders so you're not holding yourself in your shoulders. Let your arms come slightly away from the body so you're not holding yourself in your chest and your shoulders. And, you know, let yourself feel the floor. You can even just bounce it just very gently to feel the the sensations of the flesh of the feet, the pressure of the f- coming down into the feet. Feel that and feel if it's evenly spread on not just on the front or the back or one side, but evenly spread the weight. Mm. Let your feet feel more like a monkey's feet. Lots of intelligence in them. toes 
relax your head, the eyes, the forehead, the mouth. Because actually here there's nothing to get, the only thing, the only way you can get it wrong is by falling over. <laughs> so if you don't fall over, that's considered, that's a, skill, a successful meditation. So not really a lot you can get wrong with this one. Except, you know, the tendency to keep tightening up, wanting to hold it. So relaxing, letting the earth hold you. And just build up your awareness of the body, its pressures, its its textures, its solidity, its energies, its warmth, its vitalities running through. From the feet, the legs, the trunk, up into the head, through the throat. You have to get the whole thing, be aware of the whole thing. And even extend it a little as if your feet have a tap root coming down from the center of the foot down into the ground. So it's a imagining that possibility so extending down and when you do this your your bodily sense will start to charge up it's rather like you're connecting a battery a chargeable battery to the mains You get this inner sense, and then around that, feeling the warmth and the solidity of the tissues, right out to the skin, the edge of your skin, as if uh, you know there's, l there's light or water playing over your skin gently, and you can feel bring your attention to the edge, to the skin, the backs of the hands, the palms of the hands, the face. And then the, then the overall sense of standing within something, feeling through your chest that right in front of you, immediately in front of you, is very open, free from intrusion, safe, nothing to have to be on guard against. Open space in front, free from obstruction, free from pressure. And also what's behind you, behind you is free from harm, like having a, a warm fire at your back or a sun on your back on a cool day just enjoying the sense of the back when it doesn't when it's not acting as a, a shield or carrying weight free from weight
so winding and then what's above your head is space so all the nothing pressing down nothing on your back light and space so you get a sense of opening upwards and physically nothing really happens very much you might find little bits of your body start to relax more or feel better balanced but the energy extends and comes to a more uh, steady and less compressed state and uh, close close your eyes and so we'll just prepare for some walking close your eyes feel what it feels like to just put your weight on one leg <coughs> so there's no weight on the other and then come back again so you're learning to just move feel what happens as you bring the weight of your body to bear on one leg then the other leg then the leg that's empty lift the heel slowly feel what it feels like take the foot off the ground play with that for a while just putting the weight onto one foot lift the other foot off the ground or lift the heel until you find balance and notice the balancing sense and you'll probably feel it more in your abdomen certain energy becoming more apparent in the abdomen this is the balance when you sense what's around you that's much more a heart sense when you sense balance it's more abdominal and when we walk then purely walking without going anywhere then these two senses are stimulated balance and awareness of what's around you so you're both in your body and also tuning into what's around and you know just do it with your eyes closed first of all so you can feel what what enables the body to remain balanced and flowing so when we go out and do some walking then have your eyes open but really to not walk with your eyes the eyes just like uh, allowing light to come in having the you know (coughs) sense of what's visible but really moving the body from its balanced sense and then tuning in to the space around through the through the heart so when we walk like this the walking does not you don't find yourself going out you find yourself being more centered so we'll do some walking but as the habit is to 
use the eyes a lot more because we're normally walking around traffic lights, signs, people, cars, obstacles, very visual. You've probably got to keep checking that. So when you find yourself coming up into your head, looking around, thinking a lot, just stop, stand still, close your eyes, come back to balance, start again. So let's have a half an hour of, of walking, find some space outside and uh, come back about quarter past ten, there'll be a bell rung. So when you hear the bell, don't just go hearing, hearing, but uh, <laughs> respond.